Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Big news last night in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey gets traded to the San Francisco 49ers. It was for a boatload. Four picks, including a second and third rounder. Perloff, obviously, the 49ers do not have a first rounder next year. They already traded that away in the Trey Lance uh, to trade up to, to draft Trey Lance. But this is big. It's an NFC team adding weapons and on one side and another NFC team sort of outright waving the white flag on the season because the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback. I'm just seeing this now. Christian McCaffrey is going to switch. He can't wear 22. That's already taken. So he's going to switch to 23. Now that he's playing with the 49ers, which is ironic that you would leave North Carolina <laughs> and then wear 23 where obviously and yeah, MJ and was so famous. Do we know any more? What was his dad? I don't even remember anyone. Know, 80, 87, I think. 87. His dad was so good, by the way. She <laughs> <laughs> an Ed McCaffrey, Ed McCaffrey yeah, appreciation yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, which is, by the way, I always thought Christian McCaffrey was a great receiving running back because his dad was a wide receiver. He moves like a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if you look at the Niners, they kind of need him to be a wide receiver, right? Just a straight running back is not going to be enough here because Jimmy G needs so much help. Yeah, I, I think he's going to do a lot of both. Yeah. I think he's going to be dynamic, and as long as he's healthy, and that's what everyone keeps saying because it's true, as long as he's healthy, I think he adds a, a really dynamic element. I mean, does it make them automatically like a Super Bowl contender? I don't think so, but I understand where the front office is coming from where you're saying to yourself, listen, we already traded a boatload to get the quarterback, so we might as well start to win as many games as we possibly can. Yep. And to get McCaffrey makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the problem is they're 3-3 three and three now. They lose to the Chiefs. They're underdogs this weekend. They're 3-4. and four. That's not a great place to be, but the NFC West is so watered down this year because the Rams look kind of kind of just, I don't know what the Rams look. They just don't look dangerous at all. Then the Cardinals and the Seahawks are also both around 500. This is a great opportunity. Yep. Sneak it. All they need to do is sneak in. Last year, they weren't scaring anybody and they should have gone in the Super Bowl. You're right. And it's an interesting wrinkle. And I'm ex- I'm curious to see what kind of you know trade deadline we have now because you have a, a team that clearly wants the number one pick. Yeah. In Carolina. So it's like, all right, well, you know, DJ Moore, anyone else who's on that roster would be very, very interesting. Uh, so want to hear from 49ers fans at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. How excited are you? Um, I would imagine even with McCaffrey's injury history, you have to be, you have to love it when your team goes for it. And especially a team that faced some adversity with Trey Lance and his injury and now had the fortune of having Jimmy Garoppolo still on the roster, even though Garoppolo is not the reason they're winning, you have a competent quarterback, and now you're just adding more weapons. Yeah, we always love it in the moment when your team goes for it. Then you kill them later on. When they have no draft picks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, think baseball on your team, the Mets back in the day, they would sign everybody and do everything and look great in the moment. Didn't do enough this year, ironically. Well, I'm talking about like the 2000s and the the move-ons. So you can make these big swings and miss. I think Trey Lance is already looking like a swing and a miss. I'm sorry, you gave up so much to trade up 
And now you're not even sure if he's your guy. So Well, that's why I don't think that Garoppolo is any more than this year. Even if they yeah. made it to the Super Bowl, I don't think he's coming back. But even if he doesn't come back, you have to admit that trade-up for Trey Lance is not looking great. Because no. we're going to be two years in, and he's going to have started three games. No, if you, if you could give that front office truth serum, I think they'd tell you they regret it. And I'm not even sure that, like, Mac Jones or whoever else they were going to pick is going to end up being, you know, so great. Obviously, yep. Mac's dealing with his own stuff now, and uh, apparently he remained limited in practice today. They don't play till Monday night against the Bears, the Patriots. But, um... I mean, I bet you'd probably rather have Mac Jones at this point. Or, or the, the truth of the matter is you can have anybody at quarterback and win with defense and running, so why are you giving up all those resources? Yep. I like Trey Lance. I think he's a really interesting prospect, but he's just that right now. He's a prospect. So, yeah, I think truth serum, they would definitely – I don't think they'd take Mac Jones either necessarily. They probably would just stuck with Jimmy G. Not giving up all those draft picks? Yeah, it just always felt like it was the end of the road. Yeah, is Mac jo- yeah, it does. But is there any huge difference between Jimmy G and Mac Jones? Style-wise, they're somewhat similar. No, I mean, listen, they're both Belichick draft picks. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think right, right, right. they probably have a lot in common. Exactly. Uh, okay, so we want your calls, your tweets on Christian McCaffrey. You can get in touch with the show at Maggie and Pearl or, of course, 855-212-4227. Now, what else is kind of interesting this weekend in the NFL is that we are going to see... You know, a few quarterbacks pearl off that we're just not sure. Are we going to see the real thing or what we've been seeing? Mm. What we mean by that, like, let's start off, for example, case in point. Start with Aaron Rodgers. Going up against the commanders this weekend. Now, the commanders aren't in any great shape, but this is on the road. And the one thing the commanders do have is a pretty scary defensive front. But that's kind of about it. Well, yeah, It has been scary at points. It hasn't been super scary this year. And the Packers' offensive line has not been as sturdy as we thought it was going to be. Do we see, like, a true Aaron Rodgers game this week? Do we see, finally, the Packers' offense, you know, come together? Can we also talk about the fact that Washington upgraded a quarterback over the last week? (laughs) Taylor Heineke will be playing that game. Uh, The savior is here. So it's Green Bay at Washington with a backup quarterback, and the spread is four and a half. What does that tell you? It tells you no one thinks we're going to see the real Aaron Rodgers here. I think it's still a work in progress. This does not feel like the breakout get-back-to-normal week for me. How about you? Um, Maybe for the defense. This would be a good spot for the defense to really... Mm put the smack down. Like they, these yeah. are a lot of first round picks. They, this is one where if you can be a little suffocated, I know Taylor Heineke is fine. You know, yeah, he's, he's he make, fine. He started a playoff game, almost beat Tom Brady. Doesn't he actually make you a little more nervous than Carson Wentz? No. <laughs> I can't go that far just because I, no, I can't. I watched Taylor Heineke last year. He wasn't great. True. But we saw him go mano a mano with Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's stuck in my head. Yeah, I feel like the Packers are in a slog. Even if they win, it's, it feels like it's going to be close. I, I kind of like the commanders with the points there. Uh, the next one is Tom Brady. So the line moved yeah. a lot in this game um, because the Christian McCaffrey trade. Yeah, almost mysteriously. What do you mean mysteriously? So, we know why. Well, wait, but he's not, I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Caller said it went from 5 to 13. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure what is right this second. But I don't think that's all because of McCaffrey. I just think it, five was a crazy spread for that. I mean, the, how are the Panthers going to hang with Tom Brady? Because uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's not even worth eight points. It never should have been five. That is such an insult to Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he should not be insulted now because they're on the road at Carolina. And you're right, it is 13. But is this a get-right game for Tom Brady? Yeah. 
Feels like it is because the Panthers are tanking. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I'll bet you he has a pretty good game. I'll bet you they win by two touchdowns, and we won't be impressed by it. Why not? It's the Panthers. Oh, so he gets he doesn't get credit. No. So in that sense, it'll be uh, incomplete, as I like to say. Not again with the incomplete. <laughs> no. So we're ne- we can never do a grade segment again now because you ruined it. Let's talk Monday, <laughs> Maggie. You and I walk in Monday morning. Say they beat the Panthers, thirty-one to ten. Yeah. Are we really going to say, oh, okay, Tom Brady's back? No, but that's also like the the spot you get in when you're only judged by greatness. Like nobody's mm. going to give you credit for beating maybe the worst team in the NFL. It's between what the yeah. like, the Panthers or the Bears right yeah. now. Yeah, so that's why it might not really be a get right game for Tom Brady. But if for some reason this game is close, we're we're, we're going to be in full panic mode. Okay, uh, another one that could lead to some panic. Well, right now Nathaniel Hackett is saying that Russell Wilson will probably be a game time decision. Yeah. So, yeah, they're playing the Jets in Denver, and I know the Jets just beat the Packers. I get that. The Jets are a one point underdog. One point. I mean. Wow, they're going. They're four and two, and they're a one point dog against a two and four team. No, I get it, and I understand that the Jets are good. Their their defense is good, but it's still hard for me to wrap my brain around that because mile high is such an advantage, and I don't know. I guess I guess I'm leaning Jets here. That's funny because I was shocked that the Broncos were favored in this game. What if the Broncos showed you that they can beat any team in the NFL? You know, they can't. And and I'm not someone who thinks that Brett Rippon coming in, if Russell Wilson can't play, is all of a sudden like the, the offense is going to look so much better. You know, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen here. The the issue is mile high. It is a weird place that's what to I'm play. Saying. And also the way the Jets they beat have been, the 49ers there. Yeah. And the way the Jets have been winning has been slow, kind of slowing the pace. You know, a, a special team's mistake here, a big run here. feels like Denver's defense is actually really good. Yep, so, I, I don't. I I think that Russell Wilson will really struggle against that defense. Quentin Williams will cause a lot of problems. And I know about the Wolverine blood. I know he's a fast yeah. healer. <laughs> yeah, so we all learned about the Wolverine. Blood. Yeah, it's Wolverine blood or what? Now I, I got to tell you, I was into Russ Wilson for about five minutes in his last game. Those first ten. Yep. I had a I had a Russell Wilson is back moment. Did you? Yeah, well, Russell Wilson is yeah. back on our set now. If you're watching us on CBS Sports Network, he's Be just careful, though. he's yeah. just creeping. This is like a Russell Wilson Halloween mashup. Yeah, although, <laughs> did you hear they took the Danger Witch off the menu? You know, our guy Nick in Texas had tweeted that, uh, yeah, that they took it off the menu. I haven't confirmed. Yeah, I actually did see. No, I, I, I saw confirmation on Twitter. Yeah. Now, TMZ.com. Wait, why would they take off the sandwich? Well, TMZ had a report that Subway, they got a comment from Subway saying they just needed to make room for new sandwiches. It wasn't because they were getting so many hate tweets about (laughs) About the the the, commercials. uh, Here comes the airplane. Or the ads. Yeah. No, this is the best thing that could ever happen to Subway that we're talking about the ad. Isn't that what you want? Well, I guess. Even if we're making fun of it slightly? I guess they took it off. I, I guess they said Russell Wilson's not playing well enough. Take the danger witch off. I don't know. Here comes the airplane. Here comes the airplane. I mean, I can only imagine the levels of people that had to approve that ad. That goes through no fewer than eight levels. But the funny thing is... Russ's people, the subway people, it's the Instagram, ad agency. Right? Yeah. So they're not even paying anything to place it. Like, they're getting... They're basically getting a free multi-million dollar ad. We're talking about it now. I know. This is the best ad well, I'm ever. sure Russell Wilson wasn't free. That's true. But if they put that ad on... Uh, you know, a Monday night football game, it would cost him $10 million <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't know ad rates. 
Is that accurate? I don't think it's not, 10 million. Not for Monday, maybe for the Super Bowl, but not for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Well, I assume they run it again and again and again over the course. <laughs> but, but I have no I, idea. I haven't been to Subway in forever. Yeah. But I really wanted to try the Danger Witch. Like, I, like I was, like, thinking mm. maybe I'll go back to Subway just to try it. And I was absolutely... I mean, that could be yeah. a new meme, right? Just like the... Oh, and you're doing that? The, like, you're posting uh, Here yeah. Comes the Airplane in your own mouth? Here Comes the Airplane. <laughs> comes the Airplane. It was a very effective ad. It was. We're talking about it. And I thought said. the second one was actually funny. And I'm sorry. I did, It's kind of dad humor. It was actually a little funny. Because if, if Russell Wilson was self-aware enough to know that everyone was killing him for the first ad. Yeah. And then he came back with an even sillier ad. Would you give him some credit? No, because I think they shoot these months mm. in advance and then mm. they put them out. I don't think he has any, I don't think he has any say over when they run. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like you are contractually <laughs> obligated to put this on your Instagram on October 20th. I don't know how Russ became such a sympathetic figure in my mind, but I just feel so bad for the dude. He's only making $240 million. And yeah, you feel this- bad for him. I, I do not feel bad for Russell Wilson. I do. I feel like no. the entire country's making fun of him at all times right now. We are, because the Denver Broncos are a laughing stock. Now, his coach is helping out. His coach is also a laughing stock right now, but I don't feel bad for him. He asked for the trade. He wanted out, and then they gave him a bunch of money. But look at everybody in this in this particular segment. Aaron Rodgers is playing terrible. Brady's not playing great. Uh, there are a lot of guys who... Yeah, but we made fun of Aaron Rodgers for quite a long time because of his ayahuasca trips and... yeah. What? Weird but comments. Not like, not like we're making fun of Russ. We, we have an entire segment called WTF Aaron Rodgers. I mean, literally, we make fun of Aaron <laughs> Rodgers every single day. Is that making fun of him, WTF? It's more of respect to how weird he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he would view it. Um, we I could send it to I, him and ask him. I no, mean, I'm hoping he doesn't find out about that, yeah, by the way. We're technically giving homage to Russell Wilson for being a, being a brilliant marketer. Yeah. We make fun Just of all these guys. You have, you have to. I mean, there's no way he... Russ had to know that was going to get him made fun of. Not not just us. But we make fun of Tom Brady, his hair color that we yeah. know is not real. I would say Russ gets made fun of more than most people. Because, well, because all, he does all these ridiculous things. Yeah, but they're kind of harmless. No, they're totally harmless. If he was playing well, and the other thing is he's playing probably worse than all those guys. There's, none of them are playing great, but Russ is playing significantly worse than any of them. Yeah, and he was like the story of the offseason. Uh, His trade. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers, too. Rodgers is the story of every offseason. Yeah, Rodgers has a, has a way of finding himself. And actually, Tom Brady headlines. retired and I'm retired. That's he had true. a pretty big offseason, too. All three of them. And we make fun of all three of them. Yeah. We made fun of Brady for going to Robert Kraft's secret wedding. I think two of And the, then losing. Two of the three will make the playoffs. Want to take a bet on that? Ooh. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think, it, I don't think that's much. Yeah. Is at that a hot At least two of three or only two of three? No, only at, two at least three. two of three. Oh, I'll say only two of three. I don't think the Broncos are making the playoffs. No, oh, right. My two are Rodgers and Brady, by yeah, the way. Of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super hot. Uh, I'm going to put the GOAT and the two-time MVP into the playoffs. Yeah, you might want to get the DraftKings odds on that. Blistering. I'm sure that's going to be a big big payday for yeah, you. Yeah, the two and four Broncos are a bit in trouble. bit of trouble. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, ooh, we debut a new segment coming up that we've been working really hard on. This is going to be fun. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series. Holiday triple headers in every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. Via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. They'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your life for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hey, Stu, what was that weak song that you uh, edited there? What was that? Was that a little... Uh... Uh, Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a Maggie choice. It was <laughs> not a Pearl Wolf choice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is uh, that has like a, a '80s uh, sort of soft rock, Saint Elmo's Fire soundtrack <laughs> vibe to it. Yeah, you know, you never know when inspiration's gonna hit you. You know, wow, I thought this... it was kind of upbeat. You know, now my my daughters like Jonas Brothers. Or well, is that called I, Jonas somebody Blue? was tweeting about Taylor Swift last night. It wasn't me. Yeah, but then I erased it. Oh, you know you did? why? Why? Because copyright infringement. <laughs> no, I was watching the game, and I was. All right, I don't want to rip Amazon at all, but it is hard to go back from a baseball, basketball. So I had to get out of Amazon. It's the biggest problem. It's with an issue. The right Thursday now. night, if you want to, I know going over to the so, Yankee game into the basketball game, it's a. Yeah, he's right. NFL, NFL is only on Amazon. So I got back in, and I finally figured out to get back to Amazon. And then I got back, and there was no football. It was just Taylor Swift talking <laughs> to camera. So I thought I had gone onto some other aspect of Amazon because I somehow missed. You Taylor. didn't know that she was making this big announcement. I had no idea. Well, I kind of, some, I'd seen people tweeting all day about Taylor Swift, but I didn't know the connection with the Thursday night game. Yeah. So I guess I was had, ready for it. She has an Amazon deal or something. Sure. And then it was like a six minute ad. And then they okay, go back to Al Michaels. They, like, they oh, finally okay. go back to Al Michaels. And Al Michaels, I guess, put his foot in his mouth because he said that Kirk Herbstreet's sons would not like Taylor Swift because they're boys. And it became a huge thing on social media. Anyway, at this point, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so I took, down, I took down my Taylor Swift tweet because I was like, I don't want to get involved in this. this. <laughs> I, I didn't no realize Al was this. getting backlash to that. It's 2022. Yeah, you say anything about anything, you immediately get backlash. He was getting destroyed. Well, I mean, the one thing is, I, I heard the thing where he's like, "This is this is for all like the young girls." Like they started panning on little girls who were like in the yeah. stadium. Like, you know that like a lot of guys like Taylor Swift too. I mean, I know women do yeah, mostly, but I think a lot of men do too. Stu, your age group, yeah, people definitely. love her. Yeah, you heard it right there. I don't think do. Perloff is buying it, but yeah, I like Taylor well, Swift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Taylor Swift. I mean, I mean, obviously, the NFL thought it was a good idea to do some kind of partnership with her. Yeah. A crossover no, uh, moment. Well, I mean, listen, it's always been when will she get the Super Bowl? She's the the number one desirable Super Bowl act. But they didn't, because she was with Pepsi, she couldn't be on it, or she was with Coke. I can't remember, Whatever. one or the other. So this was like the second best thing. So why why did they just have her do the Super Bowl? I know Rihanna's a big deal, too, but feels like they're all about Taylor Swift. I don't know, but she was a big part of last night's yeah. game, which is funny because last night's game actually had a lot in it. I mean... Not just, you know, unfortunately, your friend Andy Dalton throwing the three picks and two of them for the pick sixes, but also I was a little surprised to see Kyler Murray go at Cliff Kingsbury yeah. in that way. I mean, Kyler definitely looks better with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. No newsflash there. But I was shocked because, I mean, normally even when players and coaches get into it, it's not that like really screaming at the head coach, yeah. like offensive coordinator, you know, Brady and Bill O'Brien and all those things, but like in Josh McDaniels, but not usually the head coach. Yeah. It feels pretty broken there. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. It was easy last night 
Kyler didn't have to do much thanks to those <laughs> aforementioned Andy Dalton pick sixes. So he had 204 passing yards. Like, statistically, Kyler played better, but he's not doing anything. Well, they also have a good run game, not just Kyler, well, but Benjamin was great last night. <laughs> yes, because they're going against the worst defense in the league. Now, the Saints are a complete disaster. Dennis yeah. Allen is their defensive coordinator. They rank 31st in scoring defense. They're up to third in scoring offense, Maggie. Third, and he's averaging 31 points a game. Dude, did you know that Chris Harris was? I didn't even no, know he was still squad, in the right? league. Yeah, Kevin White made an appearance. Uh, okay, I know you don't want me to talk about it. Andy, except for the two pick sixes, was throwing a lot of darts out there. I actually thought... <laughs> yeah, except for those two back-breaking plays. I'm sorry, but that, well, one, you he, can't win if your quarterback throws two pick sixes. It's yeah, almost I mean, impossible. Well, one, yeah, but one hit hit the receiver. It was a five-yard out that hit the receiver in the hands. Okay, well, he, then the other one was an interception in the end zone. I mean, those are killers, too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Andy, I think Andy earned some money last night because he he was throwing darts. I couldn't believe it. I mean, he threw the 70-yard touchdown at the beginning of the game, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is going to be the primetime reversal. Then he drives right down again, and then just everybody started dropping everything. Still 361 yards. They outgained him by 200 yards last night. You know, I don't know about if Andy made a lot of money, but I do know he's got a meme now. And that's always going to be tough because he's got something now. If you're on social media, you saw last night as he threw one of the pick sixes, and I get why he turned his back in disgust. The guy, I forgot his name, who intercepted that and went over. Um, He's jumping into the end zone like he was jumping off of a high dive. How did that guy do the somersault in the air? It was beautiful. It's it probably awesome. dangerous, but beautiful. And it's Andy turning his back. And then <laughs> it was like a swan dive that he did into the end zone. Who was it? Marco Wilson. Yes, Marco Wilson. Let me ask you a question. Do you go back to Jameis now? I think you do. If he's healthy. I mean, he was dressed last night. Yeah, I, I mean, yes and no, because you don't really want to put Jameis in a, an exposed situation. Yeah, I mean, it could have been five picks if it was Jameis. Yeah, I mean, it's just the Saints have so many injured players. I, I kind of, they have 11 out of 22 starters injured. So, and also they're scoring a lot with it. And they're scoring a lot. They scored, I think now it's 31 points a game where with Jameis it was 14 points a game. I don't know. Or also, what are the Saints doing? They don't have their draft pick. That's it's bad. They're two and five and they're, they're not playing for anything. So they can't draft a quarterback. It feels like a franchise that is in bad, bad shape. Uh, all right, we got a new segment now that we are debuting today. This is maybe in honor of Stu, maybe not. It's a team that you either love or that you love to hate. Late and fade. This is going to be our updates on everything LA Lakers with the Lake and Bake segment named by Andrew Perloff. Nice job. Our inaugural... Basically, the reason is you have to be high to enjoy this team, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that the... Yep. Uh... That's, you got to be baked to enjoy the Lakers, um, is what we're going for. Last night, it was it was a tough one. Big loss against the Clippers, and yeah. Russell Westbrook goes 0 for 11. Here's how he said he played last night. You personally, how would you assess your game tonight? Um, solid. Solid. Um, played hard. That's all you can ask for. Solid. 0 for 11. Um, solid. Played hard, that's all you can ask for? No, so, I can't ask, can ask for a shot. Solid. I mean, from a former MVP, I think you can ask for more. He does play hard, so I do want to give him credit for that, but I think you could ask for more. Yeah. Scoring, but primarily. Playing hard is all you can ask of, like, a fifth grader. <laughs> 
Playing hard is not all you ask for for an MVP NBA player on a team in Los Angeles that's hoping to potentially give LeBron James another title. Yeah. You know how when you're in the batter's deck and you're going to swing a bat and yeah, you put the, the donuts, on deck circle, you mean? Yeah, you put uh, the donuts on. Yeah. I basically feel like it's an interesting experiment. Can LeBron win games with <laughs> Russell Westbrook? It's like gives it adds to LeBron's mystique. Russell Westbrook is his donut. He's like ankle weights. He's ankle weights. Uh, he's wearing like a vest, you know, like the the yeah. weighted vest. Yeah, he's. he's Carrying, although I have to be honest, LeBron James can't hit a three either, so that's a problem. They LeBron all can't also hit can't three. hit a three, two for eight last night. But LeBron, I mean, this is about just the scoring now. Or in your analogy, let's talk about with the donut. So is that then when they eventually trade Westbrook? Now oh, he's ready to step yes. into the batter's box. Or? Yes, because if he has a real shooter out there and he yeah. drives to the hole and kicks him out, then he's great. That's a good good analogy. They're they're setting up an incredible second half if they can trade Westbrook. But the rest of the team. Who are these other guys, too? Uh, well, we already played I mean, Lake Beverly, or Laker. Beverly looks, I'm sorry, looks kind of old now. Uh, not that we expected Patrick Beverly to be any good, but when you were relying on Lonnie Walker, Lonnie, I'm sorry, is it Lonnie? <laughs> yeah, it's Lonnie, right? When you were relying on Lonnie Walker, Maggie, you're the Lakers. Something is wrong. Yeah, we know. Uh, it's not looking good. Um, and how, who else saw when Anthony Davis went down? I mean, he ends up going back into the game, but I was like, this is it. Just two games in, this is it. And he, good for him. He was the, well, he wasn't the high scorer for the Lakers last night. Lonnie Walker had 26 points, but he had 25 points last night. He rebounded okay. Yeah, it's a, it's been a tough two games. Now, it's a enormously long season. So to overreact to two games is insane, but... <laughs> Let's overreact. This looks so bad. <laughs> I, I know. This looks Stu's so, in a puddle so over bad. there. Stu, is... you're a Lakers fan. You know what I mean. This looks really bad. Incomplete is what I would yeah. say. Yeah, uh, incomplete grade I think is fair. See, I'm ready, can do it. I'm ready do to it. give the Lakers a grade and it's a D. <laughs> <laughs> Two games in, but heaven forbid Mario Cristobal gets a grade in some stupid game we play and you give him an incomplete. Oh, that was fun. Um, okay, do we have time here? Let's do some of our NFL picks for week seven Maggie and Perloff style. Uh, we got records, Mike? Yeah? Easy, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's just reversible. Maggie is 11-7, and seven, uh, three games a week over six weeks. It's 18 games, 11-7, and seven, and Perloff is right the opposite, 7-11. and 11. However, last week, the two of you went 6-1 and one overall. Maggie was 3-0, and oh, Perloff was 2-1. and one. All right, we're on that's an upswing a, here. I think that's five, right? Five I, can, I can do math very, very well. <laughs> Shockingly, Sandra is one of the people who got everything right on the math test that we did a, a couple months ago. Um, okay, that's in the past. Now we got to look ahead. The way we do picks around here, one game against the spread, one over under, one player prop. Uh, Perloff will start against the spread. I actually thought this week was really, really hard to do against the spread. Uh, if you want me to go first, I'll do it. Please go ahead. They already burned me once. And so I was a little hesitant to go back to it, but I'm going to take the Seahawks plus the five and a half against the Chargers. I just don't see the Chargers aren't putting anybody away, you know, I mm. guess less, except for the Jags, I guess. But like, I, I think that Seattle is going to be able to keep pace here and five and a half. I know I'm falling into this trap. I actually took Seattle plus the five and a half against the Saints. I got burned. I, I'm going back to the well. So no one follow me on this one. It's a solo mission, just me. I'm taking Seahawks plus the five and a half. Okay, I like that. Uh, I am going Ravens. I know J.K. Dobbins is out four to six weeks. Yeah, that's so it's going to be all Lamar. But Lamar has been basically facing really good defenses, and now he's going against Cleveland, which gets me back to my batting donuts. 
Yeah. So basically, <laughs> you're going to see a free and clear Lamar because the Brown secondary is so bad. I think this is a huge Lamar bounce back game because he's been good for parts of games, but he hasn't faced a defense like Cleveland. So I'm going Ravens. I think it's sort of a get-right game for Lamar Jackson. Okay, and that's plus six and a half right now. And these are all courtesy of DraftKings, by the way. Of course they are. We love DraftKings. Uh, okay, over, under, Perloff. You go first. Uh, you know, I really am confused by the Jets-Broncos spread. So the Broncos are one-point favorites, and I don't know what team on earth they could be one-point favorite against. But I do want to bet against Nathaniel Hack in the offense, no matter who's starting. Okay. 38 and a half. I just feel so... I mean... Jets, Broncos, does anyone think this is going over? Which makes me nervous because, you know, a lot of times it goes against the obvious. But where's the offense coming from in this game? The Broncos are really... Hall. <laughs> but the Broncos are pretty good uh, uh, defensively. Yeah. That's why, like, I don't think it's a huge Brees Hall game. I feel like uh, both teams are going to struggle. It's going to come down to a black punt somewhere or other. Uh, I got the under. What do you got? Okay. My over-under, I'm going to go to this Cowboys game against the Detroit Lions. And the total now is sitting at 49. And I am going to go under 49. I know that Lions have a great defense, but I believe in the Cowboys. Excuse me, Lions have a great offense. Terrible defense. Great offense. I believe in the Cowboys defense is still going to be leading the way here, even with Dak Prescott back. Um, I don't know how the offense is going to look for the Cowboys with Dak back. I could see this taking a minute to sort of get going here. So I don't know if this is going to be the most perfect, crisp game uh, for the Cowboys offense, but I still believe in the in the Cowboys defense. So give me under 49 on the total. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, I Felt feel kind of like, high. Yeah, well, because the Lions have had some offensive moments. Yeah, I feel like Micah Parsons is going to be, you know, Dak's coming back, but it's just, it feels like a mission for him. Okay, uh, my player prop. Yeah. So, how do we get in on this Panthers tanking thing? Right? <laughs> Any way you want. There's several so, entries. Yeah, I feel like uh, Mike Evans, plus 105, anytime touchdown. They've kind of struggled in the red zone. I think they're. I think that Byron Leftwich is drawing up plays for Mike Evans as we speak. This should, I mean, the Bucks cannot make this a close game, right? So, we're going to get some touchdowns, yep. and that means Mike Evans is going to save them in the red zone. So, I got... Mike Evans, plus 105 for anytime score. Okay. My player prop, that's good. By the way, our Taysom Hill anytime prop uh, cash last night. Uh, okay. My player prop for this weekend, and I, I know the Giants are the feel-good story, but the one thing that they have been has been a bit of an Achilles heel, actually giving up a lot of yards on the ground. So for that, I'm going to go with Travis Etienne, over 51.5 rushing yards. That's really just been the one place where the Giants' defense has kind of been a little bit leaky. So Jacksonville, I think they're going to run the ball, and I think ATN's going to have a bit of a day. So over 51 and a half rushing yards for me. I love it. You have a, Okay, you have a sense of that game? Because I find that no, a very good... I, I did I not pick, want to bet that in yeah. any other way except for a player prop. I mean, I, I had to pick the Giants. Three points. The Jags have been really kind of bad the last few weeks. I know. I, I, something about teams going to Jacksonville. Yeah. It's like Indianapolis can't figure it out. They've lost there a million times. But is that Trevor a Lawrence has looked unsteady. And That's he's true. going against a good defense. Feels really safe for me, which makes me nervous about it. But I did pick the Giants. Uh, I love Travis Etienne, by the way. He's so exciting. Yeah. And his brother uh, is a Florida, I think it's Trevor Etienne. He's awesome, too. Big fan of the Etienne's. I'm going to jump on that one as well. <laughs> All right, there you go. Maggie and Perloff, week seven NFL picks. Coming up, we've got sound from Tom Brady talking about his future and a whole lot more. Time for a CBS Sports update. Here's Rich Ackerman. Maggie and Perloff. All right, we got to continue a segment that we started last week. 
Oh, never mind. Hang on one second. Before we do that, it's time to answer our Ask <laughs> the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Part. Today's question is from Andrew in New York. Hey, Maggie, who are you picking for your college football underdog this weekend? <laughs> Thank you. I was, I'm was. i sorry yeah. I jumped the gun on that. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash Ask the Pros or tweeting it at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag Ask the Pros, of course, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, so every week, explain the new segment, Maggie. Uh, okay, so last week we started this. We're going to continue. It's called I Got Five on It. It is Perloff and I have to put our money where our mouth is. We have to bet a $5 bet on DraftKings, of course, and it's money line, not against the spread. We got to pick an outright upset in college football. Going to be honest, we're off to a good start here. I picked Tennessee last week. Feeling really good about that one. So we're going to keep the train going. You picked last week. I picked Florida State and got close. There was an onside <laughs> kick that I thought the Seminoles were so going to get. But Clemson ended up winning a close game. Oh, well. Okay, so I got five on it for this week. Would you like me to go first? Yes, please. Okay, this one is going to be a little bit out of the power five. But some of the spreads are really big this week. And so I wanted to go... A little uh, outside the box. I'm going to go with Georgia Southern is going to take down Old Dominion, Perloff. We know that Georgia Southern is coming off of a really close loss against James Madison, who was ranked, obviously, 45-38. This is a team that can score. They're 4-3 and three on the season. They've scored 30 points in six out of their seven games this season. Now they're taking on a conference rival. I learned that today. Conference rival <laughs> Old Dominion to take control of the Sun Belt. So I am picking Georgia Southern, who is a three-point underdog to Old Dominion to win outright. Okay, so I wasn't aware that we were allowed to go deep, dive that deep because, you know. There are no rules except for the one rule, which is you have to pick an outright upset. So Dartmouth, of course, plays Columbia tomorrow. Everyone knows <laughs> New York City. And I'm having trouble finding the line. So I was going to pick Dartmouth's one and four, my alma mater. But actually, let's pick a bigger game. Okay. Now, can you explain to me, and again, I, I'm really nervous about this. How come Oklahoma State is a six-point dog to Texas in Stillwater? I looked at that. I am going to Is there Oklahoma an injury State. we don't know? No, I just think Texas is so high profile and they're so much fun and everyone loves viewers and everyone thinks Shark is a genius. And Oklahoma State had a tough loss last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. I feel pretty good about that. Um that line actually makes me more nervous because I would have thought in Oklahoma State it'd be much closer, but I'm going with Oklahoma State as my five dollar underdog, although I you know, I don't bet against Dartmouth. I, I do think that the big green are gonna show up. Against those pesky Columbia Lions tomorrow. I mean, you're such a big fan. Are you going to the game? I am probably going. So I usually go to this game. Okay. You know, I think I tell you my big name drop is that I go up to the booth and Robert Kraft always goes to the Columbia game. So I s sat near him. Okay. Did not talk to him once. Did, did you ask him where was your invite to his surprise wedding? Well, that's the thing. I assume he's on his honeymoon. Uh, no, this <laughs> I haven't been to Columbia in years. Marcellus Wiley's also at every game, which is a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, who went to Columbia. is probably the best Ivy League player pretty much ever, I think. I think that's pretty much who you have. Well, I mean, back in the day, the, like 1948, I'm sure the NFL was filled with Ivy League guys. No, same had, to bring up Ryan no, Fitzpatrick, had, but I, I don't know if anyone knew It's Friday that. afternoon. Can I run down some Ivy League? There was Reggie Williams, the uh, all-pro linebacker for the Bengals. There was Jay Fiedler, of course, quarterback yeah, for the Dolphins. Jay. Um, Seth 
Payne, lineman for the Houston Texans, has a show in Houston. Uh, J.C. Treader, Cornell, I could go on. But, I, <laughs> I mean, mean people, we hope you don't. <laughs> has, has anyone not turned the dial on this? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Wait, and so went, Tom Brady. And name one football player who went to your college. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha. Don't have a football team. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Tom Brady. You've heard of him. He did not go to an Ivy League school. He was asked about his... He went to the Harvard of the Midwest. <laughs> yes, Michigan. that's true. He did go to the Harvard of the Midwest. Uh, he was asked about his future, an idea that he might be thinking about retirement. Well, that's really why I'm here. I'm here to announce, finally, <laughs> you guys push me to the brink. No, I think a lot of it for me is just us going out there to, you know, I love the sport and I love the teammates and I want to go do a great job for this team like I always have. So no retirement in my future. You know, Perloff, you brought up something. I want to give you full credit for this because it had not crossed my mind. We don't like to talk about Tom's personal life, but obviously we know he's going through, it looks like yeah. he's going through a divorce. Now, you had questioned, I mean, do you want to say it? It's your take. It, oh, it's a great take. So if he's divorced and he doesn't have his family full time, would he stay playing football more? Yeah, like the fact that it seems like, at least on the outside, I'm sure there's a lot more to yeah. it, but on the outside, it seemed like football was one of the big reasons why they were getting divorced. So if they're getting divorced, what's stopping him from playing another five I mean, years? The reality of a custody situation could be, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. we don't want to get into the nitty gritty, but the <laughs> yeah. idea that all of a sudden you had a, maybe a wife who didn't want you to play and all of a sudden she's out yeah. of the picture. Now do you play? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, listen, we all thought Tom Brady was done before and he is 45 years old. So, yeah, I, I just, I'm very curious how he plays the rest of this year. But say he does play well. I mean, are we going to run as the same offseason cycle one more time? It's obviously very hard for this man to walk away from football. Okay. Was it you? Who was tweeting about this last night? Was it you after the Christian McCaffrey trade? There was, I saw a lot on Twitter. Uh, no, not me. Okay. I saw a lot on Twitter last night about the 49ers traded for McCaffrey. Is this now setting up where Tom would actually go there next year? Oh, Do I they finally that. land? Does Tom finally end his career, get to San Francisco, the childhood team that he loved, uh, you know, close to family out there? Again, if you're not married, you don't might not have the same. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe they both end up in California. He's in Northern. She's in Southern. I don't know. Now we're getting too much into the details. But, like, you know, Christian McCaffrey and having all the weapons that the 49ers do. They have a good offensive line when healthy. They obviously have a great defense when healthy. Is this setting up for Tom to come that in That makes sense. Year? I mean, he did say he picked Tampa Bay to stay on the East Coast mm -hmm. because of his family. So that sounds really complicated. You're right. We can't really speculate. I it, I think going to San Francisco after divorce would be more complicated if the kids stay on the East Coast. I don't That's know. completely undoable. I mean, that was a big part of the Tampa Bay decision, right? Because his other kid is in New York right. with, with Bridget Moynihan. I think that sounds like a lot, uh, personally. Now, football-wise, that's a great fit, right? I love it. I know, but see, it always depends, though. Who was your keeping that mother bleeper over me? Because if we don't think that it was Ryan Fitzpatrick, we don't think it was Ryan Tannehill, it could have been Derek Carr, it could have been Jimmy Garoppolo. I think we all think it's Jimmy Garoppolo you're keeping that MFR over me. You know what? I don't know, because Did that means maybe he would have gone to the West Coast. Did we hear a few weeks ago definitively who it was? Yeah, what? Garoppolo. No, I thought it was, it was Derek. It was Carr. Derek Carr. Well, no, that's what Dana White said. But we do we believe Dana was? I believe Gronk. So and then, Gronk said it. Then, well, no, Gronk said he was picking. He was looking at houses. Right, because basically, someone said, Ryan Fitzpatrick said it was me, and then everyone, we asked Seth Wickersham who yeah. he thought it was, and he said Jimmy. Right, but then everybody sort of decided it was Derek Carr. Right. Well, I the, think it's still up in the air. 
Uh, by the way, that that question he answered. But about, Las Vegas is yeah. not close to New York either. No, I, I know, know you know that ge- geography. Uh, you know what was funny? That question he was asked about retirement. The reason Tom said that is because Mike Florio and Chris Sims on their show were talking about hypothetically, is there any chance Tom Brady walks away midseason? Somebody picked that conversation up and said, "Hey, Tom, them? Tom, there's sort of a there's a report out there that you're considering retirement." Somehow they took a random conversation, so that's why Tom was laughing at that because there was no report. There was no. Intel from Mike Florio that Tom Brady's considering walking away because that seems ridiculous. That's, There's no I, no I, way that's going to happen. It would go against everything that he has ever like built as an athlete. Right, right. It and, wouldn't stick with him like to the point where I, I don't think he like his legacy wouldn't be touched. But everything we've come to know about Tom Brady from to walk away midseason, I I I can't imagine anything more shocking. Who is that dude on the Bills who walked away mid game? Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. That why was do you great. Have to bring, why do you have to bring up the Bills? What does that have to do with it? It's not that anti-Bills tweet. I just think that's the ultimate walk You don't away. think that's anti-Bills that someone quit at halftime? Who? I mean, I, I don't think Bills fans, we don't hold that up as like a banner moment. Yeah, the team was so like... bad that this guy was like, you know, that, you know, Vontae was worried about his health and just, just couldn't take it anymore <laughs> left. Yeah, I mean, listen. When you have the Music City Miracle, you have four straight Super Bowl losses. You have last year, 13 seconds. Vontae Davis walking out of <laughs> halftime is not a problem. I know. It's like the top top 20 most embarrassing things ever. Maggie, ever. Andrew has like a portfolio I of know. just random Bills facts that he just throws out there whenever they just become pertinent to the conversation. No, but Or not pertinent to the conversation. We weren't even talking about the Bills. I'm like, did you have one of Dan Snyder's PIs like cook up this dossier on the Bills? Well, I was, just, I was <laughs> like, trying to think of people who've quit midseason. And Antonio Brown was right there for you. It wasn't midseason, but that would have been the easy one. Well, or reti- gone straight about- to Antonio Brown. <laughs> Retired <laughs> midseason. Let's put it that way. Does Andrew Luck count? It was preseason. It's preseason. Yeah, that was surprising. But I don't think Antonio Brown retired. I think he he quit. He, no, he forced. The, <laughs> I don't even know what he, he did. Dude, what? what he well, quit technically, Vontae Davis did quit, then retire. <laughs> It's like what what do people do now? Quiet quitting. That was loud quitting. I'm, least, I'm loudly quitting at halftime. I'm not going back out there. But at least he went to the locker room and did it. He didn't walk out the stadium no, like Antonio Brown and go to the parking lot and get an Uber. <laughs> didn't no. Antonio Brown get an Uber? Yeah, after he did, did get an Uber. Yeah, maybe Vontae <laughs> Davis did get an Uber. We don't even know if they had Uber it. didn't exist back then. Oh gosh, thanks for the memories, Perloff. It's having a good time here today too. <laughs> Can't be about the Bills. Bills well, aren't a buy. Were the Bills how how were they that year? You probably remember. Awful. No, that was a bad year. That That's why he quit. Year. Yeah. It was that, bad. And that's Vernon Davis's little brother, it right? It is, yeah. There you go. Full circle. <laughs> well, we got that settled. Uh thank you to Mike Samter. Thanks to Kovacs, Marlo Donahue, everyone on the radio and TV side. Thank you so much for a fantastic week. You guys did incredible job. Uh we'll see you back here on Monday. And on TV on Monday too. Have a great weekend. We out. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.